back to No Thank You Next. I'm Megan. And I'm Rachel. Guys. Here we are. Episode fucking 50. 50. We have made it. Halfway to 100. Oh my god. It's like kind of crazy. It's really crazy. Because at first when it was just like, okay, we're on episode 11, it was like, all right, this is fun. And like episode 20, it's like, cool, we did it. But like 50 episodes. That's nuts. That's a lot. 50 fucking well, I don't know, less, a little less murders that we've done. Right? Oh, yeah, they are. Whether it's you or me. Right? We've done double that on the other episodes. Completely. Holy shit. <laughs> we've technically done like 70. 70 Maybe murders. 80. Yeah. Like 78. That's so crazy. <laughs> Samantha. Hi, sugar bean. Hi, baby. <laughs> what are we you have doing? a special guest for our 50th episode. <laughs> Hi. Samantha. Can you say hi? No. <laughs> Come no. on, say hi. No. Can you say, what did you say earlier, Sam? You were like, yep. 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 No. Yeah. Hi. No. No? <laughs> no. 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 Say thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. We'll get you to do it one Wait. word at a time. Oh, do you want to wear the headphones? No. <laughs> What are you doing? Nothing? Come here. Come here. Anyways. <laughs> 50 episodes. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. We've but I really love it. like, I don't know, it's changed. We've done better. We're like, we've like learned so much about ourselves. Yeah. We've just so many things. So many things. Our lives have changed so drastically. Like this whole podcast was supposed to be about my single dating life. Yep. And that's changed a ton. Yep. Like it's just crazy. I know. I was looking to see when we posted our first episode and it was Uh like at the end of February. It was the end. So yeah, it was like February 23rd or something like that. So, but we were working at the beginning of February February. Mm -hmm. for the whole thing. Yeah. And trying to like figure out the equipment. Yeah. I lucked out having a brother that had all this recording equipment. Totally. Oh my goodness. And then. Yeah. I even recorded some episodes for an idea that never, this never. Yeah. It never aired. We never put him on there. Yeah. We recorded a couple. Oh God. And our intros are like 15 minute long intros that we like, we're so embarrassed to record in front of each other that like. on my hard drive. (laughs) We kept leaving. We were recording them in my like. Oh my gosh. It was Closet. like such a cheery intro too, right? Yeah, like it, it was totally all about changed. all about your dating history yeah. and not like what happens when it goes bad. Yeah, this whole <laughs> podcast was supposed to be about me telling my bad dating stories, mm-hmm. and then, that's why it's no thank you next. Yes, like no thank exactly. you. I don't no want to date you. you. Exactly, next. exactly. Yeah, and that developed into me being like, well. I, we both love murder. Mm-hmm. I want to fill some episodes with like Tinder murders. Yeah. And then that developed into, well, I want to hear other kinds of murders. Yep. It's pretty niche what we're doing. Yeah. But but like, it was like, and it was cool that we were able yeah. to divide it into, okay, you're going to date, a, you're, you're going to date about Tinder murders. You're going to talk about <laughs> yeah. dating but and Tinder so murders. But there's so many that it was like, okay, we can definitely go into this for a long time. Exactly. And, and then same, same with thing marriage. with the marriage yeah. and the murders. Yeah. It's just like. Yeah. There, so it, there is a never, plethora. Never ending. Mm-hmm. So you guys are here for the <sighs> year later. I know. Thanks like, for sticking around, guys. Yeah, seriously. Unreal. Uh, it's crazy. And it's not – it was like – We didn't know what we would turn into either. Like, no, we didn't, we didn't know, know we were going to be doing this for a whole yeah, year. Yeah, exactly. We, didn't, we just started doing it being like this would be fun. Yeah. And then – 
that was it. Yep. But I like keep writing in my calendar, like here, this is the day you're recording. Okay. This is the day yeah. you do your post. Like I haven't stopped writing that down in my day planner and yeah. you know, if that's written in my day planner, <laughs> we'll <do that. laughs> it is happening. Yeah. Like there's no signs of a slowing down. Like, no, it's crazy. This is way cool. Yeah. It's fun. Even if it's not for, even if there's two of you listening, it's just, yeah, it's my just mom. fun. Like it's, <laughs> it's honestly like fun for us to like have a hobby yeah. that involves like using our brain and writing and research, editing, editing. Yeah, researching like this stuff. And connecting and connecting with people. Connecting people that we would by no other means ever talk to. There's like a chick from Michigan that is like super friendly and talking to us. No. But we do. We had someone in Florida who was just like, oh man, I wish that you were going to like say this, like all the different Florida cities, like the one city we (laughs) didn't say. Oh, sorry. Right. We have a listener from Australia who's just like. Yeah. It's just crazy. It's crazy but it's really cool it's really awesome yeah so this has been an incredible learning experience this last year Mm -hmm. and truly so so much fun and we're gonna grow it we'll figure it out we've uh, we've like changed it a little bit to where we do like an episode each, which is cool we're just figuring out the format as we go but yeah i'm enjoying Mm -hmm. the new format i am too figuring out like it makes it a lot easier for me but yeah like who knows what another 25 50 episodes will be right yeah exactly well i'm looking forward to them me too to the next 50 yeah Yeah, we have nothing in our hands nope (laughs) that was our voice did you tell (laughs) or was it so magical that you just imagined two champagne flutes like we're very classy (laughs) (laughs) that's right it's nothing but class up in here guys Mm -hmm. Nothing but class. Oh my gosh, Champagne Gate. Did you see all that stuff about Bachelor? Champagne Gate. Oh my gosh. Oh, the girl who didn't drink the drink. Yep. Yes. Okay. I was like, I had I had a couple of like thoughts about that. Oh. Like one, what if she is just really picky about what she drinks? Wait. And d- wait, remember we were talking about the same thing. Hold oh, on. Okay, wait. wait. I saw this clip of like, I thought it was like the Bachelor or something, but it was this girl. Who was doing a cheers and she went to drink her drink and she didn't drink it. It like looked like she was taking a sip, but like she didn't drink it at all. And people are like, why the fuck wouldn't you just drink it? You're doing a cheers like you're a part of a group. Just cheers and drink. Was it a whole bunch of women? Yeah. Oh, weird. I didn't hear about that. And this. the girl, she looks like she's 12 and people are like, well, because she's 12 years old. It's just oh, like, no, like, like she's, she's allowed she to drink, 13. but she just like cheers and like went like this. And, like, didn't drink at all. Wait. And it was completely obvious. I'm so confused. <gasps> I don't know this one. Oh, my goodness. Champagne Gate is <laughs> Hannah Ann, and I don't know the other girl's name, but producers put her up to it for sure. By, like, she was, like, a victim of this, like, Like producer. a prank? Not a prank, but, like, the pro- – basically what happened was there was this girl. She came and brought her champagne and she got it for her birthday and it was like super special to her and like she set up this whole date and it's like hello you do not leave things unattended in a huge house like someone is with competing bitches exactly so i think producers for sure were like hey hannah ann like there's champagne her name is hannah ann her name is hannah ann hannah and she's not the one that set it up. And she was the one that was the victim. Hannah, yeah. So the producers probably were like, hey, girl, there's some champagne set up over um, in the backyard. So I don't know if they call it a backyard. It's probably a much fancier <laughs> word. But in the back, the just 
get Peter and like go over there and like that'll be a really fun shot. And so there were two champagnes. One the girl set up for her and him and another one over by these like couches. She set up one by a fireplace. Hannah Ann went over there to the fireplace one. To hers. Yes. Right. This girl, a producer's probably also set up this. All the other women are sitting in these like couches outside Uh that are like maybe like 15 yards from where this fireplace is. They're talking. She's talking about how excited she is to finally pull him aside. All of a sudden you hear a pop. (gasps) And it was because... They shook the champagne. No. So they didn't even drink. No. <laughs> yeah. oh. So this girl walks over. She has a full-on freak out. <laughs> goes to the bathroom. Peter tries to talk to her. She's like, I don't want to talk to you. Please leave. <laughs> he tries to make nice with her. Takes her to the other champagne. As she's still crying, she knocks over that bucket. Oh, shakes up that champagne. He picks it up. Says, did you want to still drink this? She says, yeah, I guess I, I, I need a drink. He says, do you want me to put it in a glass or do you want to drink out of the bottle? And she says, I'm not always a classy bitch. <laughs> Takes that bottle. And there was so much pressure in that bottle <gasps> that when it tipped back to take a sip, it exploded in her face. And let me tell you, she was a real bitch to the other girl. It was the best karma in the entire world. It was my favorite thing maybe that's ever happened on The Bachelor. And it wasn't even... And the next episode, they're fighting still over the champagne. And Hannah Ann is like, I don't steal champagne oh my god this is- okay i did see- they're like are they really are these bitches really yes. fighting about champagne yes. i did see something about that and she said this whole thing oh my is god a f- oh my god what did she say a fresh <laughs> this whole thing is a f- oh my god <laughs> hold on a finasco a f- instead of a fiasco Yes. Oh, oh, hold on. I think it was the episode of this podcast I listened to. Oh, my. oh I wonder. Okay. Sorry. Right. This to- whole thing is such a finasco. <laughs> <laughs> and the girl is like, I don't even like champagne. <laughs> and it was a moment of like, y'all are dumb bitches. <laughs> and it was so good. And that is champagne game. Oh, I wish I would have seen it. I also, did see something about. Some okay, I don't know what your thing is, and I feel like I need to look into this. I w- I wish I could see. Yeah. I wish I could remember like where I saw it. Okay, because it was I'll so it funny. I'm but sure it if was I Google like, just those words, it'll something will pop. I'm sure. Yeah, because like you know, and I'm actually surprised I don't like watch. Well, yes and no. Like The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. Like I don't watch them. It's so. If you look at it from a comedic perspective, but like I, I watched like The Rock of Love. Like oh, I loved yeah, I The Rock of That's Love. That's so weird. Yeah, you should and like love Flavor those. of Love and like all that mm. shit. I, I did like those too. Oh god, I love those shows. Yes. And they each did them like three times, so it was like endless content. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's just yeah, complete. you should like The Bachelor. I d- I know. I'm just it's like, so it's entertaining. So funny. This is, has to be the like he's oh such a God. dummy, but these women are amazing. Also, they I had don't a even date. Like champagne. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> stupid. And the there's another girl. Okay, after the finasco. <laughs> And Can that, I please start using that now? I'm just please do. To start using Finasco. They bring Chris Harrison shows up and tells them they're going on this really fun date. 
and he brings a bunch of bags. And this girl goes, I'm so excited for this date. And in every bag, there was a bunch of lingerie. Oh, no. And it was like, have you never heard the word out loud? (laughs) I don't understand. (laughs) What? Oh, and they even no. spelt it because so many people posted the captions. It said linger lingerie with a Y. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and finasco in air quotes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like they were like, we're not going to let these bitches slide. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is internet fodder for sure. Oh my God. It's so, oh this God. season That's... is just so good. Oh. So well, it good. sounds really good. It's so funny i need to watch the champagne situation i mean you can just watch my stories okay on my yeah, bachelor yeah, yeah, exactly. you don't have to watch the show just watch just those. watch your stories yeah but and like your stories are the whole show no i stopped doing that i stopped it was like the first episode was three hours oh my god so i did over a hundred stories oh my god so i started deleting the first ones and i was like i'm tired of this like i need I to can't. do like what i originally intended when i created the bat guys it's Let's batch about it. Um, When I created the account, and the reason I even started doing the stories and why people liked it was because I made jokes. You were commentary. Yeah. You were color commentary to what was happening. And your giggling is like choice. (laughs) At a certain point, I get invested. And then I start like actually storing how I feel instead of making it comedic. And I was like, that wasn't the purpose (laughs) of like why I enjoy doing this. This isn't funny. No. I'm just like... It gets to a point where I'm just like invested being like, I hate him. I'm attached. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I told myself, I think I only posted like 60 stories the other day, which like for two hours. It's pretty good. Yeah. So. Good stuff. Good. Good. Guys, watch Bachelor. Bachelor. <laughs> it's so funny. I'm surprised I don't watch it. It's truly so funny. It's oh. a lot to invest. Like on Monday, it's like two hours. That's a lot. Yeah. But even you can watch it on Hulu and like just watch it whenever just you can. Like, yeah. But I just <laughs> I love it so much. I do. I just love it. So See, much. that's like how I am about like the stupid like basically anything Bravo TV puts out. Like Housewives, I'm yeah. in. Vanderpump, yeah. I'm in. Yeah. Like yeah. Mediterranean. Yeah. Ships. Have you watched that? <laughs> I'm in. I always watch it. You do watch Below Deck? Yeah. What? Yeah. I didn't know that. I watched like the past like three seasons. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. That's so weird. Oh, what am I supposed to do while I'm like breastfeeding a tiny like baby? No, I like, know. But oh, like, I just, like, watch Bravo I just feel like I told you I don't know. Because I knew about Captain Sandy. Yeah, no. I just feel like I talked about it with you and I didn't realize like you that's, knew everything. I think that's why I was so shocked because I was like, holy shit, I watched that show. Like that's really cool. Yeah. And I was like. It's it's a real, there's there's two reactions when I tell someone. Yeah. It's either like, what's that? Or. or oh my God. <laughs> Sandy. Is it Captain yeah. Sandy? Or is it Captain whatever is other? Yeah. And that's like. That would have been my reaction. Yeah. Oh yeah. Love that show. Yeah. Well. Girl. Off to another season. I just always wonder why people would ever want to like work on a yacht. I don't know. They make a lot of money. I won't. I mean, I had to take a short hour long boat ride from like Long Beach to Catalina Island and I was like, I'm done. I cannot wait to get off this thing. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it was just, it wasn't that bad. I was um, also very, I wasn't very pregnant, but I was still within my first trimester. Uh, So I was throwing mm -hmm. up a lot. Got it. And so being on the ocean wasn't. 
uh, ideal. Got it. As far as motion goes. Oh. But then like when you go into the dock, all of a sudden the ship was like, or like our little boat was going uh, like this because of the wakes from the other boats. Yeah. And I was like, get me the fuck off of here before uh, I yeah, die. I'm going to yeah, die. Yeah, I'm just, I would yeah. rather just like float in the yeah. ocean and like tread water instead of like feeling this feeling. Yeah. I don't like it. And yeah. I want to take Mike to Catalina uh-huh. and I would love, you know, to take Sam, but uh-huh. I don't know how Sam's going to be on a boat in the water. We were on a, like a real, a small boat on the way there. Yeah. So we felt all the waves. Yeah. But on the way back, we were on like this huge boat lot so. larger boat and yeah. we sat in the back and you couldn't even tell tell tail you couldn't tell you couldn't tell that we we're we was on the ocean we was floating you in the water no. <laughs> but there was like no movement so it's a give yeah. and take but like with mike and his like vertigo and his like inner Ooh, ear thing like yeah he has to like fly to Vegas and fly to Arizona like within this like next couple months and like I don't know how his vertigo is gonna go as far as doing that and like car rides he can't even like drive for an hour in the car so it's like Oh my gosh. You just like triggered something for me yesterday. I'm sorry. I'm no, no, sorry. No, no, no. It wasn't triggering like that. You just made me remember something. Oh triggering gosh. was the worst, the wrong word. Oh, God. But yesterday, my vertigo has been really bad lately. Weird. You have it too? Yeah. I didn't know you had vertigo. Yeah. Like I get it from really bad from plane rides and I can get it really bad where I can't even get up from bed. Like I like start like going like yes. sideways. That's Mike. He'll yeah. get out of bed and he'll like start veering yeah, like, yeah, towards yeah, the yeah. left like, and I he's like, I need to go my... lay down. I'm like, holy fuck. Like, yeah. Yeah. What is happening? I can get it pretty bad like that. Wow. But also it's just like a constant where I always think there's an earthquake. Mm-hmm. And so I just have to look at my surroundings and and notice that nothing's Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then like, I'm like, oh, okay. I'm yeah. It's like, I'll be like, is it me or is it an earthquake? Is it me or is there an earthquake? So last night when I went to therapy, oh, I, heard I thought there was an There earthquake. was an earthquake. I know. And <laughs> there was. And I was like, oh my God. Yes. Yeah. It fucking woke me up. Did it wake you up or were you awake? No, Mike was like, so I felt the earthquake last night. And I was like, that's cool. Because I was like blissfully passed out. Like I was just so fucking tired. Oh I didn't God. know there was an earthquake. And he's just like, I felt it. He's like, you feel a little swaying. And it freaks me out. Because like when the big earthquakes were happening. Yeah. Um, what, like six months ago? Yeah. Um, It was right. Oh my God. Yeah, it was right before we bought this house. Because, mm-hmm. or no, yeah, we had July. bought it. And like nobody was here, and then we're just like, "Fuck!" I wonder how the house withstood the earthquake because the pools in the backyard. Oh, and I was watching true. all these videos of people in Southern California with their pools and their waters like sloshing oh, around and like spilling God. everywhere. I'm like, I'm gonna have a fucking like aneurysm. Like I can't handle that. I already have an issue with like things swaying. Oh yeah, yeah. Between it, it's as if it gives me vertigo, but like it also gives Visually, me like yeah. massive anxiety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Sammy was sitting on a floaty and was like bouncing around and like was making the water move too much in the pool, and I about lost my shit. It's weird. That is weird. I, beaded curtains, love them, can't handle them. Like when I was decorating for Sammy's uh, birthday party, and uh-huh. I had the snow. Oh, uh-huh. I had to pin it back because as I was hanging them up and they were moving, I was like, I'm gonna. I'm going to lose my shit. Like I, oh, my hands are sweating wow. and I'm like, I feel sick. And like, I like, I have this like weight on my shoulder where I'm just like, I got to 
yeah, not like full let that anxiety. happen. Yeah. yeah. So I had to pin them off to the side so they wouldn't move so oh I wouldn't have gosh. a panic attack. That's so crazy. And I looked it up and it's like a real fucking legit thing. Like other people yeah, have sure. this thing about swaying yeah. objects. It's not just me. Oh my gosh. Isn't that fucking nuts? That is nuts. So like my mom keeps talking about wanting to go on like family cruises. I'm like, are you fucking nuts? Oh One, you're going to get murdered. Two, absolutely. me and dad and everybody else are going to be fucking seasick. You're not even going to see us. Why do you want to do that? Why do you want to? Yeah. Let's just fly somewhere. Also, it's like real bad for the environment. Let's just not. It's real bad for the environment. So let's just fly. So is buying your kid an LOL doll, apparently. Yeah, that too. Same difference. We're all doing bad things. (laughs) The future of our children that I don't have. It's a crapshoot. Yeah. It's all bad. I'm looking out for your children, people. <laughs> Speaking of crapshoots and children. <laughs> Back at our Have I got a story for you guys. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> this one is a, this one's, this one's a doozy. This okay. one's crazy. Ooh. Um, I know I say that every time, but mm-hmm. I'm also uh, always floored mm-hmm. with like, you fucking kill people? Like, because you got mad. Oh, my gosh. And now you're in prison. Now we're doing a podcast about you. Ooh. It's pretty nuts. But this one, I'm afraid of uh, the reaction of what will happen at the end when I'm done telling you what's what's this whole thing is about. Okay. So if you have siblings close enough in age where you would both fight and blame shit on one another, Mm -hmm. you had a sibling like that. I have siblings like that. Mm -hmm. Then this analogy is a glimpse into your childhood and also a trigger warning. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay, so picture this. Mom and dad are at work. You and your latchkey sibling are at home after school playing video games instead of doing homework, and you want next turn, but your sibling won't let you play. So naturally, you start fighting because siblings. One thing leads to another. Something in the room gets broken, somebody got hurt, and when you're questioned about what happened when your parents get home, your stories don't quite match up, and each story points the unwavering blame at the other person. Mm -hmm. So that's what my story is like today. (gasps) So buckle up and listen up, little buttercups, because it's kind of like a who do you think really did it situation. Okay. I introduce you to Diane. She is a single mom, has a teenage son named Kevin, and she runs a nail salon business with her twin sister. She's kind, she has a striking smile, and is an all-around wonderful person. She meets a man named Bill Kine at her nail salon after he playfully asks her, in front of a glowing neon sign that says nails, he asks, do you do nails there? Oh my god. Like, I both scoff and giggle at this sentiment because like it's so cheesy but like I would do it to try to be funny like if I was in his shoes so it's like all right it's cute okay Bill is a single dad he's got five kids and he's out doing his thing and when one of his daughters hears about this woman who is at this nail salon who caught her dad's eye she books herself an appointment at the nail salon to kind of like scope her out and feel her out. Oh, wow. Yeah. And she's like, okay, my dad has like nice taste. I like her for him. So if they end up meeting, like, cool. I think she's great. Oh, okay. So the pair would officially meet and they would begin dating and then they would later marry in 2002. Okay. 
So Bill's gaggle of kids, they seem to really like Diane. Like everybody was agreeable. Everybody got along really well. And her son, Kevin, was shy. He was a little standoffish, but he was happy to have a father figure like Bill in his life. And he even legally took Bill's last name. Whoa. Like that's huge. To change your name to your stepdad's last name, it seems like it, it would look from the outsider like, okay, you obviously really love this yeah, person. Yeah, <clears throat> To do that, it's way cool. Bill's kids, on the other hand, didn't really take a liking to Kevin. They didn't really accept him. He didn't really fit into their standard because he was an only child. So he's used to getting his way all the time because mm-hmm. there wasn't another sibling yeah. challenging his ways while growing up. So he seems selfish and he like wants to always do things his way, mm-hmm. which is – understandable but he gets picked on by the kids which fucking sucks because teenagers are literally the worst um kevin at this time is around 15 so bill's kids are like scattered around that age so they're all awful cool everyone's awful when you're 15 (laughs) yeah that's true Um, Kevin also has a bad attitude he has a short fuse Mm. and I don't know he would maybe stand up for himself a little more strongly than most kids his age because it was like five kids against one yeah so you gotta be like a little bit more aggressive Mm. as far as like when you're being picked on you want to come back at them so they don't like fuck with you so much why do I feel like this is a legally blonde situation (laughs) it's kind of like that (laughs) Oh my god. I thought it was her. <laughs> it's close. It's pretty good. Okay. I'm just getting some legally blonde. <laughs> We're gonna go downstairs and watch that movie right after. <laughs> so Kevin's short fuse and living at home from his teens into his twenties, into mm. his adulthood, doesn't really help as the years go on. At age 21, he would later go off on his mom. He would cuss her out, calling her horrid names like a bitch, a cunt, and a retard. Like, fucking mean. Um, And it got to the point where Diane and Bill, mostly Bill, got papers drawn up to evict Kevin from their home. Because wow. he was 21. He's an adult. Yeah, he and can figure his shit out. Yeah. So You're like, going to treat people like that. Exactly. It's just like, bye, see you later. Yeah, wow. But I think it was like... On top of being picked on by the five new siblings, everyone's living in a small house under one roof. And, Mm -hmm. like, he's trying to establish dominance and he doesn't know how to get along with everybody. Like, it's just a lot of friction, a lot of of issue. Okay. And Kevin was problematic with his siblings because – he was like passive aggressive with them, which is infuriating. My husband is very passive aggressive yeah. <laughs> with Shay. He does it drives me nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was a computer hog. Like that was the thing that drove them nuts because it was like the family computer that everyone was allowed to uh, use. But he yeah. was always on it. Wouldn't let anybody use it. That's so annoying. He would change the profiles and the passwords so only he would have full access to the computer or what like would lock fuck? his siblings out. It was like the only control he had. So he was just like, well, I'm going to fuck with them if they're going to mess with me. That's so it's annoying. like – It's annoying. Yeah. yeah for sure. So he just – He just got on everyone's nerves. Ugh. But the push to evict him was short-lived as he was allowed to stay in the house. He didn't have to move out. His mom was kind of like, no, he's my only son. 
Mm. I don't want to have to like kick him out. All your kids still live here, Bill. So I know he's problematic and we've, you know, showed him that we're not messing around, but I don't necessarily want to like kick him out. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, I'm sure it's easy to say that tensions ran high in that household after that incident. And, um, a couple of years later, I didn't find out why, but Kevin needed brain surgery at the age of 23. So either he had a tumor or there was just like okay. a little mild growth and they had to remove it and bada bing. Yeah. It was it was done. He like healed fine. Everything was everything was good. Mm-hmm. But he was living at home still at 23 while he was recovering from his um brain surgery. Got it. So Bill and Diane want to sell their house move into a smaller house and be able to kind of fulfill this next chapter in their lives. All their kids are adults and they want them to live and, you know, prosper and be on their own. Now I'm feeling stepbrother vibes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've got a third. I just watched that. I've got a 39 year old son named Brendan. Me too. <laughs> he sleeps walks. Brendan does too. Look in the oven. <laughs> Oh my God. So good. So yeah, they don't want to be in that type of situation. They want their kids to leave and they want to just like be older, going to retire soon. Like you're living your life. Totally get that. So, um, and Kevin understood that Kevin was like, yeah, I get it. I don't want to, I don't want to live with you guys either. Yeah. I want to be on my own, Mm -hmm. but still the tension in the house was like, yeah, I'm sure it was building. Yeah. It's August 15th of 2010. Diane is in her bedroom, possibly taking a midday nap since it's about like 1, 1.30 in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Husband Bill, he's in the back. He's either cleaning the pool or trimming the lawn. And her son Kevin is on the couch. He's not feeling well, so he's just, you know, chilling and watching some NASCAR TV before he and Bill watch a race together. Moments later... A 911 call is placed by a frantic male pleading for help, and then a second 911 call is made by a different male, but calling from the same residence, requesting help, and both callers are worried about Diane. But it's much more suspicious once you actually hear the 911 calls. The first caller is Kevin. Okay, calm down. And he's heard saying something like, help, please. My dad's trying to kill me. Hurry, please. He killed my mom. And it's like frantic and breathless. And like, you got to kind of like listen to like hear what he's saying. Yeah. And then it's like inaudible and it's like a little muffled. But you can make out all of those things. And then moments later, another 911 call is made and it's Bill. And he's saying, my son just killed my wife. And like Bill's out of breath. He's all, he was choking her and he ran out the door. And then he's like, oh, Diane, oh, and like starts like moaning her name is like super sad. Then moments later, another call, a different voice. Kevin's stepfather, Bill. Oh, my son just killed my wife. Bill and my wife were arguing. And he was choking her. Oh, no, Diane. So when paramedics arrive, Diane is pronounced dead on the scene. She's found lying face up on her bed, and the cause of death is ruled as asphyxiation 
and suffocation. So choking. Yeah. She didn't have a heart attack. She didn't have a stroke. Like, it was purely asphyxiation. And there are some odd clues that they find around the room, like a shoe, some broken glasses, like eyeglasses, a couple drops of blood, and DNA evidence around her throat. There's also a shirt, shorts, and a phone in the driveway and in the front yard of the house. So investigators are like, what just happened? That's so chaotic. Yes. And the son is like, my stepdad did it. And the stepdad's like, my stepson did it. So Bill is taken in and he's questioned by police investigators first. The husband is generally the main suspect in a crime like this. So they want to get his story. So he alleges that he and Kevin were going to watch the NASCAR race. But before it started, Kevin went upstairs to go talk to his mom. Bill heard Diane yell, Kevin! And after 10 to 15 minutes passed by and like Kevin doesn't come downstairs, he got up to see what the holdup was and he sees Kevin on top of Diane. Oh my God. Bill freaks out, runs over and pulls Kevin off of her and Kevin starts fighting him and he pushes him into the armoire and then runs away into the kitchen and continues to fight with Bill before Kevin takes off running out the front door. And then... Bill runs after Kevin. The scuffle continues in the front doorway and into the yard, like in the driveway. And this whole time that they're like fighting, Kevin is struggling to get away. And that's why there is the shirt and the shorts in the driveway. And then as soon as he loses his clothes, Kevin gets away and calls 911 on his phone after freeing himself from Bill in the front of the house. Hmm. But I think Bill might have still gone after him which is why maybe he dropped his phone in the yard. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know. It's very chaotic. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but then Kevin is questioned and the story is slightly different. He states it's another boring Sunday. He's not feeling very well. He's under the weather. So he's feeling a little bit like a couch potato. And he's just chilling on the couch watching NASCAR stuff. And then his stepdad comes in and taps him hard on his brain surgery scar. That's still sore. It's still healing. And says, hey, your mom needs to talk to you. But as every kid does, he waits it out until he's told again to go speak to his mom. But the second reminder from his stepdad is even more painful and more rude than the first time. Because it's in a more like gruff, like right now manner. But like. To, like, tap somebody, like, on their surgery head scar, like, inflicting pain on them beforehand. It's like, mm, I don't know. But also, like, what, like, something had to happen in that brain surgery. Like, right? I don't, yeah, like, I don't know if it was a tumor and, like, I feel nothing like- really happened with his memory. I don't know. But the way that he speaks is, like, as if he's completely coherent and, like, never mm-hmm. had surgery in his life when you hear him talk. Like, he's so smart. But Kevin gets up after gruffly being pushed by his stepdad. Mm -hmm. He gets up. He goes upstairs to go see his mom. And when he opens the bedroom door, he is taken by surprise in a chokehold by Bill. All of a sudden, Bill, like, snuck up behind him and put him in a chokehold. Kevin just keeps calling for his mom over and over again, trying to get her attention because he thinks maybe she's asleep. But she's unresponsive. And when he gets a better look at her face, it's just black so fighting kevin is able to run away from the murder scene he ran away from whatever it was that he saw and he gets away from his stepdad who just tries to attack him 
He is fighting him off in the kitchen and fighting him off in the driveway before being able to get his phone and call 911 and let him know what is happening in his house. He denies ever harming his mother. He says his stepdad is the one who's really to blame and that his stepdad is really good at making up stories to deflect what really happened that day. So there's this thing about Bill. This thing about Bill Kine. Before he met Diane, he was a widower. He wasn't just divorced. He was a widower. His previous wife, Krista, had died in a strange freak accident. It was the middle of the night. No one was around. And she was outside alone in their backyard. She slipped and fell and smacked her head on the ground, which knocked her out. But then she slipped and fell into the pool and drowned. And then Bill was the one who found her the next morning on Easter Sunday. Her death was ruled completely accidental, but Bill's son, one of his like five kids, is completely sure that Bill killed her and has accused him publicly for like killing his mom. Hmm. And Bill's like, no, it was an accident. Coroners ruled it as an accident. And he collects $250,000 for a life insurance policy from her death. Yeah. Bill also collected an insurance payout on an auto shop that burned down. And then he had another Whoa. payout on an investment property that he owned, and that burned down. So his track record of incidentals makes it a little hard to seem like these were accidents because mm. that doesn't happen in, like, a normal person's, like, life. Like, yeah, like that many times. That many times. Or it just doesn't. the worst luck ever. Yeah. It's just it's, – it's too coincidental. Yeah. So he was looked in – to regarding like fraudulent claims, fraudulent insurance claims, but everything turned out to be kosher. Everything's turned out to be okay mm. as far as like the legal standpoint. Okay. So, but it's fishy. It's weird. Yeah. It's just red flag. Yeah. First responders that arrived on the scene to find Diane say that her body felt somewhat cold, suggesting that she had been dead for a while before either of these men called 911 with their stories. Bill admits that he never went back into the room to check on Diane after he called 911. He never checked to see if she was still alive because he just assumed that she was already dead. Mm. DNA evidence shows that his DNA was all over Diane's neck. But he claims it's because the two of them were a loving couple. So, duh, of course, his DNA is going to be on her neck. Mm. Detectives questioned him, but they couldn't tell if he was being truthful about the events. So they hooked him up to a lie detector test. He failed the two key questions of, did you have anything to do with Diane's death? And did you lie about Kevin having anything to do with Diane's death? So he... Those, all the other questions were fine. Those two were like, meh, wrong. So Bill's just like, the whole reason why you can't use lie detector tests in like trials is because they're not accurate. He's all, it's a faulty reading. It's not my fault. It's the machine's fault. Yeah. So detectives get the results of the lie detector and they're like, holy shit, this is kind of weird. And they apply more pressure on him and they're not so nice with the questioning. They start to come at him like a little bit more hard. Mm -hmm. And Bill kind of changes his story. He says, okay, yes, I did go and check on Diane after kicking my stepson's ass in the front yard. And detectives were like, uh, then why did you lie to us? Like your lie detector. Your words can't really be trusted here. 
Wait, he did go back in there? Yeah. So Bill was like, at first he was like, no, I didn't check on Diane because I assumed she was already dead. And then. But then he said he did go back after the fact? Yes. After the. And because he was just like, well, I didn't think that it would be good if I put myself back in the room where the crime happened. Mm. So I'm just saying that I, I never went back in, but I did. I but don't it's like, like that answer, right? It's it's like it's a little fishy. too fishy. Like, what were you trying to hide the first time? Yeah, and he's just like backpedaling, and investigators are like, "Okay, you're there are holes in yeah. whatever in your statement. Yeah. This doesn't make sense." Kevin's DNA is not on Diane's neck. If she was strangled to death by him, his DNA would have been there. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It wouldn't have just been it. Bills. No, exactly. So Kevin has claimed that he merely opened the door by getting jumped by his stepdad. Hmm. But his broken glasses, one of his shoes, and a few drops of his blood are found on and near his mom. Kevin isn't exactly off the hook due to his violent history and the fact that police have been to his house before due to an argument that he had with his aunt and his mom. Huh. And then police show up and then he's arguing with the police and like won't calm down, won't not be arrested. And then he tries to sick his dog on police officers to get his what? dog to like bite them. Yeah. Oh so my God. the officers are like, oh, okay, he was arrested for battery against an officer and resisting arrest. So he pled guilty to that because duh, he was. And yeah. so he earned his sentencing and his jail probation time, whatever. Okay. So yeah, investigators are looking at Kevin and they're like, you're aggressive, your glasses and your blood are found in that room by your mom, therefore you did it, so. But also, like, if he was attacked. That's where his defense team comes in. Okay, because, listen, I'm going to be honest. At the beginning, I was like, 100%, something happened in that brain surgery, Kevin, like, changed and is like, like, no good. Right. But the more that I'm listening, okay, the evidence really looks like Bill. Yeah. Like, it looks like he was attacked. His glasses fell. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to get away, which the trying to get away could be either thing. Bill could have freaked out that he saw him trying to kill his mom. And, like, now he's running after him. But also, it's like, the same, at the same point, it's like, I don't know. I feel like he would have continued trying to get him. Yeah. Because that was his plan in the end. Right. But the forethought of him to be like, I saw my son doing this. Yeah. Like, that's sick. It's like... Or either way. Yeah. It's like one of them... It's like one of them heard what the other one said. I kept hearing noise and it was my freaking... Oh. (laughs) Guys, this episode's going to have a lot of background noise. (laughs) So, yeah, it just, like, at first it seems like it had to have been Kevin. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like, but like, well, then it had to have been Bill. Yeah. So Kevin takes a polygraph test, and he passes it with flying fucking colors. Oh, shit. The, if this test was taken into consideration, then it would help to prove his innocence, because he... Which I never believe those, though. I know, I know. And Whenever that is why hear- Bill was like, oh, those two... Que- This is why we don't have three-year-old audience. <laughs> this is an this is an adult podcast. <laughs> Viewer discretion is advised. So, <laughs> I'm about to say that. 
Oh, you can't say that. No, you that can't word. say it. She, That's only allowed for adults. We were listening to Post Malone while we were taking a shower, and she's all, Mom, did he say a bad word? I'm all, yeah. And she's all, I like the bad words. <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> oh my God. No. I know. Yeah, exactly. Okay, Sammy, I'm almost done. You just have to be super, super quiet, okay? Shh. Because we're recording. Because we're recording the podcast. You have to be... Okay, come here. You want to read with me? Come here. Hopefully she'll just be like, ugh, it's not even worth it. <laughs> just quit. <laughs> Booby traps on every step. <sighs> All right, we're back childless. Okay, here we go. Okay. Now we can say shit again. She's <laughs> <laughs> always telling me not to say bad words or like asking me. If it was a bad word. That's so funny. So funny. I was like, I can't even be mad at you. It's just so funny. Oh my God. Oh God. And then Mike made her say like smelly pirate hooker the other day. And I was like, don't teach her that. Oh my God. But it was really funny. She's going to go to preschool and be like, are you a smelly pirate hooker? (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully their teacher laughs and not like, (laughs) just, it's like, no, we cannot have this at our school. Oh my here. god. Okay, what uh, I was trying to say 15 times. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's totally fine. <laughs> is like, okay, I feel like in some areas they still use lie detector like information yeah. in court cases. Right. Same with like uh they try to defunk um cell phone records, like that type of thing. Oh yeah. Which I do <clears throat> feel like if it is so polar opposite in the lie detector test to the point where one passes with flying colors and the other fails miserably then several times with the same exact questions, yeah, then you should they should it. be put into evidence. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's so crazy. Yeah. And we're not talking about like a high end, super smart serial killer who like understands and knows how to like keep their heart rate like under wraps yeah. because they don't have a fucking conscience. Like he had a fucking brain surgery. Like he's in a not a good place. Yeah. Like he doesn't have the like mentality to be like, okay, I got to keep my heart rate. Like he has other shit to worry about. Exactly. Although his mom's dead. Exactly. Like, that's so crazy. 100% I thought it was him at first. Right? Yeah. I did too. And then I was just like, well, wow. fuck. It's it's nuts. Oh, my gosh. Okay. But yeah. but And, and the fact that the dad, the stepdad, um, missed, like, the two important questions. Like, yes. Because I ask you, like... What's, What's your, your name? name? Where yeah, were like, you born? Yeah. Where are you from? Simple did you, stuff. You know, did you live at this address? Yeah. You know, where, do yeah. you do this for a hobby? Like, whatever. And yeah. then it's like, did you have anything to do with your wife's murder? And it was yeah. like, no. And it's like, Psh. Yeah. Yes, I did. Yeah. Like, wow. It's nuts. So Kevin, he passes. And unfortunately, it's not used in his so crazy. case. Yeah. Right? Yeah, but yeah. He takes the stand and he wants to tell his story in front of a grand jury to prove his innocence. But prosecutors have developed a really strong case against him. So even though he's like up there trying to tell a grand jury, like, it wasn't me. I hope you don't consider me being a killer. Yeah, like how does that work? Did they have a case against Bill as well? They, or just him. It was mostly Kevin because there wasn't enough evidence to really pin it on Bill. Ugh. It was kind of weird. Like yeah, that's once they had a direction of who they were going well, after, yeah, they just goes. only went yeah. towards that one direction, it seems like. That's nuts. That's and so scary. The the prosecutors, they just take him down. 
Yeah. Like they were ready for him to come talk to the grand jury and they're like, no, we're going to get him. Wow. And the prosecutors were the only ones who knew that there was blood evidence taken from the scene of the crime. And like Kevin didn't know. So then, so when they, when he was asked like, well, then why was your blood on your mom's? It was like three spots like on her jeans and like on the they, on the bedspread. They're like, "Well, why was your blood there?" He's like, "I don't know." And they're like, "Oh, you're lying. You did it." Yeah, it would have been better if he was like, "Well, I was cut on my arm." Or like something. I had a yeah, paper yeah. cut or like something. Just something instead of like when they that's how they trap you is like, "Have you ever been in the car?" And then yep. they're like, "No, I've never been there." Then why is your th- like DNA there or whatever? Yeah, that's kind of what yeah. happened to him. It was like they question you with such like uh, accusatory notions where yeah. like you automatically feel like, like you need to oh, give an answer. Did I do, yeah. Did I? I mean, yeah, I, you maybe like, I did. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. Cause you're like reliving this horrible thing that just happened to you. And they're asking you to retrace these minute steps that you weren't even concentrating yeah. on. You That's don't have that nuts. in your memory pocket. No, you're trying to figure out how in the hell your mom died. Yeah. You're not trying to, Figure out how many steps you took into the room after you opened the door. Uh huh. But that wow. was where the prosecution got him in all the like yeah. nitpicky mm-hmm. holes in your brain where it's just like, of course I don't remember that. Yeah. <clears throat> so he was indicted on the spot and he was taken into custody and he was arrested for the murder of Diane. Wow. Two years later. Oh my God. In 2012. Here, let me see. Okay. Uh, Kevin stood trial. Bill is still not off the hook. He's still kind of being watched by investigators, but uh-huh. he's not really being like questioned and nobody's really prying into Bill the way that they were Kevin. Um, and the main focus is on Kevin. His Kevin's blood, his broken glasses, and one of his shoes are found in the bedroom that he claims he never entered because he always said he opened the door and then he was attacked. The defense argues that the blood near Diane was spatter from getting wounded from his fight with Bill in the doorway. Mm-hmm. His Birkenstock shoes, because they're not secured to your feet, oh my God. they flew off when he was trying to like escape and run. Yeah. So of course his shoe is like of in like yeah. a weird part of the of room, and he was attacked by Bill. So of course his glasses are broken, and that's yeah. why they're found, you know, near the bed. So. They're trying to paint this picture that it's not Kevin, but the the evidence doesn't sway the jurors, and they find Kevin guilty of second-degree murder, and he is given life in prison. Oh, my God. But oh. Kevin's defense attorney was like, no, y'all got it wrong. We're going to try this again. <laughs> yes. His defense attorney was such a bulldog. Her name was Allison... Oh, God. I wish I can remember her last name. Okay. Whatever. (laughs) She was Alice and the Bulldog. Alice and the Bulldog. She objected at the fact that only Kevin's 911 call was played during his trial and not Bill's. Yeah. And that Bill's 911 call should not be admissible in court because it makes it seem like it was all Kevin's doing when you only hear Kevin's call. Okay. And it just pins the idea that, you know, Kevin is yeah, the one who murdered sure. his mom. So with that bulldog aggression, her factual points and her great argumentative skills, which I will forever envy, she earns Kevin a retrial. Good. February of 2015, a few years later after mm-hmm. he's arrested for and yeah, tried for yeah. life in prison, the state of Florida versus Kevin Kine. 
It's the same prosecution, their same approach. It's the same jury and it's the same judge. What? It's like this. Yeah. It's like How? everything on repeat because they just managed to like find these people and they're just like, okay, here, you did this back in 2012. But the same jury? I think it was the same jury. Can they do that? They did. Because. Um, but I feel like they're not, they already have like pre disposition to like find him guilty right yeah but, but they're um but the, his defense team is presenting new evidence and new information so it's just like okay you already know about bill and his side of the story but you didn't really get to hear about kevin and his side of the story because of how the prosecution angled their approach in the mm. trial so the defense uh. team is like we already know you have background in this. You already know what happened. You already said that this man was guilty, but we're going to have you take a second look at the evidence and see, do you still mm. stand by what you said or are you going to change your mind? That's interesting. It's nuts. Yeah. Because it's like they have the most history and the most knowledge of the previous case because they were all the jury. Yeah. And it all unfolded in front of them. So, of course, wow. they're going to be the ones to be well, yeah, chosen to come usually back. Usually it's like... You want fresh eyes. Right. Exactly. You That's, want someone uh, else to take a look at yeah. it. Yeah. But in this, because I remember, I remember hearing something where the jury was like, yeah, when, when it was Bill on the stand, like he didn't even, he didn't look at us. Like we remember this happening when this trial happened back in 2012 and it was so wow. different than now. Yeah. It was, That's weird. It's like pretty crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> and... So the prosecution is like, they're using their same angle saying that, no, Kevin did this. He's the one who's guilty. Uh And Kevin's defense team came in hot against the prosecution. Yeah. They coached Kevin to be as honest as he possibly could. And they advised him to actually like look and make eye contact with the jurors whenever you're answering our questions. Because if they can see that you have honesty in your eyes when you're answering these really tough, tough questions, they're going to see that you know, maybe their angle was wrong. Yeah. And Bill's 911 call gets played. And after it's played, it just sounds so fake. (gasps) Like his tone and his like, oh, Diane. (laughs) It's just forced and fake. And it was like, you could fool some people, but it just seems a little off when you listen to it. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, no, Diane. The defense team pushed the idea that Bill is a liar. He's obtained life insurance money in the past for the death of a spouse. He's collected life insurance on Diane or, you know, I don't even know if he collected it. I'm sorry. I'm backpedaling here. The life insurance. From the previous wife. Yeah. So he collected that. But Diane's life insurance, it was going to be like (gasps) $750,000. Like it was an insane amount of money. Yeah. So they are like, that's motive enough for this man to want to remove her son from the picture and then remove her so he can get this money. and like no matter what. Yeah. And just go on living his own happy life. Wow. Oh, okay. And then our homeboy, Kevin... He testifies again as his own witness. So he knows how risky of a move this is because the yeah. first time he testified, he a grand jury was like, no, you're guilty by life in prison. Uh-huh. But he was able to speak clearly. He was very matter of fact. 
when the defense team was um, questioning him, he was able to answer everything like very like it was as if he remembered it like that it happened yesterday. Like his memory was very clear of what happened. His story changed only slightly as if remembering details about the event as time goes by, Mm -hmm. which usually happens. happens. Yeah. And he's saying, you know, maybe I did take a step or two into the into the room to see my mom before I was attacked. But like, these are like small things and it only took six hours, but six hours later, the verdict is found to find Kevin not guilty of second degree (sighs) murder. And he is released that day. Double jeopardy. Yep. His paternal grandmother was there at his hearing. She was so grateful for his release, offering full support the entire time he was in prison. Wow. Stating that this boy loved his mother and he would never take her from this world. Because, I mean, they were, they grew up together. It was, it was single mom and her only son until he was a teenager. Like, no, like that's your partner. Basically, you know, like that's the person who's going to stick by you and stand with you through the hard times. Uh And it was just like, he would never do something so brash. Maybe he'll yell at his mom. Uh, Sure. We've all yelled at or wanted to yell at our parents or cuss them out under our breath. Like this isn't new behavior. I don't want to murder them. Right. No, exactly. Yeah. So she was his. So his grandmother was very, very happy that he was released um, Bill and his family are fucking pissed. <laughs> they are there when he, when Kevin gets released and they can't believe it. They think that the system completely failed them and double jeopardy saves Kevin from being retried for this crime. Uh-huh. And enough evidence was never found against Bill in order to convict him to prove that he had anything to so do with horrible. Diane's murder. So this true crime case ends with the pointing fingers of blame at one another and never truly understanding what happened to poor, wonderful Diane Kine. So her murder, unfortunately, will forever remain unsolved. I mean, I feel like we all know. (laughs) It was totally Bill. It was Bill. It was totally Bill. And I'm curious what happened with her life insurance money if it went to her son. Oh, I don't know. I didn't read anything about that. Yeah, that'd be very interesting to find right? out. Because, I mean, why him. wouldn't he be in control of, like, her and, like, estate? his son that thought he murdered his mom. Yeah. Like, I want to know where, where is he? Was where, he on, yeah. Was like, he on Kevin's side of the court? Like, I, what was happening? I, uh, even now. I don't oh know. There's a, there's a lot of questions. Yeah, that's so crazy. That's a really, really crazy it's story. It's nuts. But so good. I, I was shocked. I was shocked. And even as I was writing it, I was like, but really? Like, was it Kevin? I just feel like the evidence really, like, it's, like, all... It's too suspicious. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I need to listen to the 911 calls to really, like, hear, to then see it from that perspective. But, yeah, yeah, that's insane. Like, I don't, I don't feel like I'm a connoisseur of 911 calls, but, like, when we were, like, huge listening to Sword and Scale and him putting all the 911 Mm -hmm. calls in there. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like, you just could tell what was happening right then and there based off of the tone of who was calling. And you could tell if it was fake or if it was genuine. You just could. Yeah. So when you hear these 911 calls, 
I'll, I'll leave you to make your own decision. Okay. Oh my gosh. But yeah, I'll totally send you. Okay. Yeah, the, Cause I will listen to so them and I want you guys calls. to hear them too. Yes. 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 So I, I want to know, I will legit post a yeah. poll yeah, <laughs> question yeah. of either this or that. I want to know, do you think it was stepdad Bill or do you think that it was her son, Kevin? Mm. I mean, they're both, guys, I know they're both know what you think. They're both free. They're both doing their thing. Ain't nobody getting charged for this murder. But uh, if you have a that's crazy an idea or two, I want to I want to hear about it. Yeah. I want to know. That's nuts. I know. There's like this whole like Reddit. I didn't even know, but there's this unsolved mysteries subreddit, and oh. they were talking about this. Ooh. And the, the dude was like, "It was totally the dad." And one guy's like, "No, the son's fucking crazy." So it's like, yeah. Oh, so it's hard. yeah, that's interesting. It's cool. Wow. I mean, it's not cool, but well, like, you know, you know, you got, you, you get, you get, get it. it. You're here. You get it. <laughs> You're here. You get it. You get it. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, congratulations for making it to 50 episodes. And congratulations to us for making it to 50 episodes. <laughs> Round of applause. I don't know how much of uh, Samantha's cameo <laughs> appearances are going <laughs> to show say, up in this episode, but if um, it has to, if it adds to your story, I'll... I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> so we will see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget to follow us on Instagram at No Thank You Next Podcast. Uh, we're not even going to mention the fact that we have a Twitter or Facebook because neither one of us post on there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you guys can uh, follow, subscribe, follow us, like Do us, all it. Do all rate it. us, iTunes us, Spotify us. Watch The Bachelor. Watch The Bachelor. <laughs> Follow Megan's Let's Batch About It account. Yeah. You know what? It's a whole thing. It is. Support and your friends. Friends. <laughs> All right. Okay. It's late. Yep. We're tired. Bye. Samantha's going to come back soon. <laughs> She's like on the other side of the door already. She I is know waiting it. on the other side of that baby game. <laughs> so we will see you guys next week for another horrible story. Goodbye. Okay. <laughs> so... Yeah, if this test was taken into consideration. Yeah, like I do just... understand why they don't. Ah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and now we're back talking about Frozen 2. <laughs> God, seriously. Ah. 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 Where are you going, darling? I can't remember the rest of the words. beautiful you have to leave (laughs) (laughs) sammy look at me you either got to be super super quiet or you got to go back downstairs with daddy what's it gonna be okay okay 
So, okay, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, you're gone. You're gone. You're leaving. Bye. I'm trying to make the same point four times. Okay. Bye. Okay. We'll see you next week for another story, Samantha.